by Chief Crow and the Flat Earth Worms. Apparently, this is Feb 21, 2023. Joey coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria for episode number five of the Conspiracy No Poll Review. And boy, have we got a show for you today because we are looking at this thread on Reddit, which we can't even look at right now. The Reddit servers have been playing tricks for the last few hours. But don't you worry, because I remember the thread we were going to talk about. We're talking about... What are some conspiracy theories that are a bridge too far for you? And not just for you, but for the many people over at Conspiracy No Pole subreddit. And a lot of different topics were brought up. You can probably guess some of them, but there are some that might surprise you. So we're going to talk about all of that and so much more on today's episode. And of course, I'll be reading your live comments and questions as we go through the show. I've got a couple of comments that were left on the last couple of week shows that I have to read out. And I've got my own little conspiracy theory that's a bridge too far for many we're going to take a look at that as well so we've got a lot to get through but i need to know first can you hear me have we get the uh internet connection can you guys hear me we've got in the room let me know in the live stream chat folks can you hear my audio is it coming through clearly let me know we've got with us in the room we've got thirst for truth nathan oakley unico and his ace they all say hello everybody david peterson says it is in perth it's only uh five o'clock in the morning apparently over in perth or is it six o'clock do you guys have daylight savings in perth I'm not sure if you do. They don't in Brisbane. I lived in Brisbane, Queensland, for seven years. Beautiful city, and I look back very fondly at my time there. But one thing that I'm not very happy about with Brisbane, it's so far east, and yet they don't have daylight savings. It makes more sense for them to have it than it does for Melbourne, which is where I grew up. But they don't have it. So the sun comes up at like 4.30 in the morning, which I know sounds ridiculous, but... That's actually what happens. So you've got the sun coming up at 4.30 in the freaking morning. And uh, so I don't know if Perth, which is on the west coast, not sure if they have daylight savings. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. We've got with us Slowburn1, Zinvalis, Rocco. Andy Baxter says that his parents were crisis actors. Zintrax is in the room as well. Kimmy Spreadborough. whole bunch of people in the live stream chat. But I need you to let me know, can you hear me? Because we had a couple of issues a couple of weeks ago with the internet. And I've got a little backup plan. If we have any problems with the Wi-Fi in this abode, I've got a little backup plan, my little mobile phone. I bought some credit for it to make sure that if I need to revert to that, I can do so. So let me know, folks. Can you hear me? Am I coming through clear? Now, let's see if our friends at Reddit have got their acts together. Can we? No, we can't. It says all of our servers are busy right now. But don't you worry. I've got a little backup plan in order for that. Now, bear in mind, folks, that if you don't check this uh, live stream live, you can watch it on delay or listen on delay to the MP3, which I upload the next day, where I cut out any dead air at the start or the end of the call, and then I post it as an MP3, and you can listen as a regular audio, if you like. And so one of the things I try and do when I record these live streams or these presentations is I try to explain everything that's on the screen to those of you who can't see it because you're listening. So you're not going to miss out on anything too important. But we do have some funny videos to go through today. Look what I found. 
you might remember I was talking about this one either a week or two ago about Donald Rumsfeld and his Bin Laden cave. It turns out there is still a copy of it on YouTube. So without further ado, let's take a look at this and then we'll jump right into the fun. Take a look at this, folks. This is um, legit. There was constant discussion about him hiding out in caves and I think many times the American people have a perception that it's a little hole dug out of a side of a mountain. Oh, no. This is it. This is a fortress. Yes. A complex, multi-tiered, bedrooms and offices on the top, as you can see. Secret exits on the side and, the end, and on the bottom. Cut deep to avoid thermal detection. A ventilation system to allow people to breathe and to carry on. The entrance is large enough to drive trucks and even tanks. Even computer systems and telephone systems. It's a very sophisticated operation. Oh, you bet. This is serious business. And, and there's not one of those. There are many of those. Oh, this is very serious business. And there's not one of those. There are many of those. And later in this live stream, I'll share with you an anecdote. I was chatting with a lovely normie last week. I was at one of my favorite little watering holes, and I was quite literally drinking water. And he was drinking non-alcoholic beer, which I didn't even know that was a real thing. I thought that was kind of like a meme. But he actually legitimately drinks non-alcoholic beer. God love him, God bless him. And we got to chatting. And I will tell you the full story later on. But I noticed... Well, I don't want to give too much away now, but let's just say that perhaps, maybe, potentially, I need to try this out with more of the normies, that maybe I've found a way to get through some of their programmed defenses when it comes to so-called conspiracy theories. Which, mind, the, mind you, by the way, I didn't even bring this up. He had spoken to... This is a very small... This is a very small city with a very small uh, expat community. So he had spoken to somebody else who might have let on that, oh, crazy John the Australian, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. He might have let that on somehow. So this guy, who I'd been chatting with for a good hour or so about completely non-conspiracy things, towards the end of the conversation, he couldn't help but, shall we say, let on that he was under the impression that I'm one of those crazy conspiracy theorists. And the way that I handled that particular direction of the conversation I wasn't expecting it to work so well but I think it did I think it did now I'm not trying to convert anybody to alternative thinking especially these lovely normies who seem quite happy with their life why do they need to know to know anything about uh, the stuff that we talk about I wasn't trying to go there but since he brought it up and since I was sitting there and the football game hadn't finished yet I had nowhere to go I thought you know what let's see what happens so I'm going to tell you a little story later on don't let me forget. Please remind me in the live stream chat. Now, let's go and check what they're saying in the live stream chat. JT says that the audio is coming through clear. David Peterson says, we can hear you clearly. We do not have daylight savings here in Perth. Zintrax says, when you look back, it's actually hilarious people fell for the Bin Laden character. My favorite was when he invited the American media to his compound. Yeah, that's right. Was it CNN? Was it CNN who supposedly went to Bin Laden's compound and they interviewed the dude? This must have been back in... Was it the late 90s or the early 2000s? Was this before or after my 9-11s? I can't remember. But yeah, this, the whole Gulf War, war on terror thing is a gold mine, especially looking back now, which is exactly what we're going to do later in this presentation. But first, let's go and take a look. Have Reddit got their act together yet? Nope. So for those of you listening who can't see this, right now we are on... I'll show you this, right? This is Conspiracy No Poll. This is the subreddit. And the whole idea of this weekly review is I pick one of the threads 
and then I read out the OP, that is the, the first post that somebody has posted on whatever topic it is. Then I go through as many of the first replies as I can, the main replies, because it's all threaded on Reddit. So I'll read the top reply and then maybe some of the replies to that. Then I'll read the next reply and what have you and try and read out as many of the different replies to that post as I can and where I think it's appropriate, give my take or give some context or whatever the case might be. So today we're talking about this thread. What conspiracy theory is a bridge too far for you? And this was posted by a guy called Guy Incognito 97 And it got almost 600 replies, which that is very unusual for Conspiracy No Poll. Most threads only get 50 to 100 comments. Some get even, many of them get even less than that. Sometimes it goes over 100. Very rarely do you get 500 or 600 replies. But this one did. It sparked a lot of conversation. So we've got a lot to talk about today. But let me ask you this. If I said to you, if you were here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, and we went out for a coffee or for a lunch or maybe for a beer even, and I said to you, listen, bro, you and I, we both, we're pretty far off the reservation. We auto hoax the news. But are there any conspiracy theories that you think go a little bit too far? Or of, I mean, I'm sure there's many, but of those, which one in particular bothers you the most? Do you hear it too much or you think it, you know, some of your favorite content creators, they talk about it. You feel like it diminishes their other work. You feel like it harms the community. I've heard that one many times. What's the main conspiracy theory that you're kind of sick of hearing about? If I framed it to you like that, what would you think? Let me know in the live stream chat if you can. Well, that was basically what someone had posted on Conspiracy No Poll, and that is the thread we're meant to be talking about. However, when you go to that thread, and I'll explain this for those of you who are listening who can't see this, it comes up with the 503 error code. It says all of our servers are busy right now. Now, Reddit is a very popular uh, website, and they do occasionally have these, if you want to call it a downtime or whatever, very occasionally. But so far, never when I've been recording one of these no-poll reviews. So this is a bit of a pain in the backside. But don't you worry, folks, because I happened to get a few tabs open on my browser to discuss one of the theories that I've heard people say to me, JLB, you've gone too far with this one. JLB, you've gone too far with this one. I've heard this many times, especially on this particular topic. And which topic am I talking about? Well, I've kind of given the game away already, so let's just jump, jump straight to it then. It's this idea that there is these wars going on with men, and I guess some women as well, on opposing sides. And they're trying to shoot guns at each other, missiles, artillery, all kinds of weapons to try and kill and maim one another to take territory. Which is a very common belief, even among so-called awake people, that this is happening right now as we speak in Ukraine or in Russia or whoever you want to think controls that area. They think it's going on right now. And I know for a lot of people, the idea that this is not the case. But JLB, there'd have to be so many people in on it. How could they fake a war? Well, we're going to answer that question and so many more over the course of this presentation. So let's get into the fun. Before we do, let me remind you that if you're not already on the free JLB mailing list, there's a link in the info box below. It takes 10 seconds to join. And this way... If I am ever kiboshed by YouTube again in the future, I can let you know where to find my new channel, or if I go to a different platform, a different platform channel, or whatever the case is, 
this is the way that I can let you know. And I would recommend all content creators on YouTube or on Twitter or anywhere else to have a mailing list. It's easy to set one up. It's easy for your audience, your followers, your fans, whoever to join. It takes like 10 seconds. And that way it gives you some independence from the big tech, these platforms that we use. It gives you some. It's not a perfect system. And one of the reasons why I said is because I've got like 1,100 people, more than that now, slightly more than that on my mailing list. If I send out an email to my mailing list, maybe a third of them will even notice the, the email. Now, in some cases, that's because they don't check their inbox often enough. But in a lot of cases, it's because an email from someone like me will go to their spam folder or to their so-called promotions folder. All the different email platforms have different, um, you know, sub sub inboxes or whatever you want to call it. But the point is a lot of people don't even notice. So you can sign up to someone's mailing list and that person can mail you. So this is uh, a voluntary and desired uh, interaction or correspondence. But big tech, be it Gmail, Hotmail, whoever, can still can still find a way to uh, make the system not work very well. So it's not a foolproof platform or a foolproof system, but it is much better than just relying on YouTube not kiboshing you or Twitter not kiboshing you. So if you're not currently on the JLB free mailing list, I recommend you sign up to that. Not only can I use that to send you information if I do get kiboshed, I can also use it to send you content that I cannot or will not put up to YouTube, but I want to share it with the wider audience, not just the members of JohnTheBond.com. So it's kind of like an intermediary step. You've got the public content that I release on YouTube. You've got the members content, which is just with JohnTheBond.com. But sometimes I'll make content that I want to share more widely, but I can't put on YouTube for various reasons. Talking about some crazy conspiracy theories, but I can send it to you. So make sure you're on that free JLB mailing list. Link in the info box below. And quite a few people have joined up to that in the last couple of weeks. So to those of you who have, you might be thinking, JLB, where's all our free content? I really don't use that mailing list very often, but soon I will. I'll send you some content very soon. Just uh, sit tight. You know, some people are afraid, or if I, if I sign up to a mailing list, are you going to spam me? Because a lot of people do spam. I'm like, no, nah, I kind of do the opposite. I probably don't send out enough information to the mailing list. But I have big plans for later this month because coming up soon, folks, is 3.11, the anniversary. What's it going to be? The third anniversary? What's now? 2023. Yeah, the third anniversary of old mate Ted Ross saying the coronavirus can be characterized as a pandemic. That was on March 11. 3.11. And many people, I'm one of them, would say that 3.11 is a bigger deal than 9.11 because we're still dealing with this to this day. And I think we're going to be dealing with the fallout from it, the ramifications and the other corollaries for quite some time to come. In fact, just today on Twitter, I mentioned this on the JLB Discord. I posted uh, something about how I was on Twitter earlier today and I got a, what would you call it? It's not like an advertisement. Basically, people on Twitter can pay to get their tweets put in front of you, right? Which I've got no problem with. That's fine. And Twitter have to make money somehow and people want to advertise their, their Twitter feeds or what have you too. I've got no problem with that. The way it works, though, is that people will pay money for special keywords to go to certain audiences. Now, there is a group of people. I think they're, they're at vaccine injuries or at injuries of vaccines or something. Someone has created a Twitter account, and I'm guessing some kind of website as well, to document all of these so-called injuries from the injections. Now, it was a paid um, thing that came up in my feed. So I'm thinking to myself, Clearly, whoever I follow or the different tweets that I look at or whatever, I have fallen within the, the catchment 
audience that this person is, is searching for. They want to put their injury stories, their vaccine injury stories in front of me. Now, why are they doing, now, not me specifically as an individual, but people like me, which probably means people like many of you as well. Now, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Because I'm guessing, I'm inferring that they plan to build up their audience of people who are skeptical of macaronas. And there's a big overlap of those people with people who believe that the the jibbies are killing people, they're maiming, which by the way, might be the case. But I don't want to focus on that. I'm not focused on that. I don't really care that much because some people may be injured by these so-called vaccines. They may be. Wouldn't surprise me. But someone goes and gets the jibbie, they get injured. What can I do about that? Why would I want to focus my attention on that? You see what I'm trying to say? And then you've got the issue of maybe a lot of these stories are fake. You see, I'm an auto-hoaxer from way back when. Before auto-hoaxing was cool, I was doing it. It wasn't until years later when Tim Osman came along and he reappropriated the term. It used to be an epithet. Back in the day, old Jeffrey C., the late Jeffrey C., supposedly. Is he really dead? I don't know, but that's the official story. It was the late Jeffrey C. back in 20... I want to say 2015, 16. Started calling people like me an auto-hoaxer. He's like, oh, they're auto-hoaxers. They say everything's a hoax. And it was kind of like a way to insult those of us who were very skeptical of the media. Then a few years later, Tim Osman, this is Tim Osman with a Z, comes along and he says, yeah, I am an auto-hoaxer and auto-hoaxing is good. And he turned auto-hoaxing into a cool thing. And he did a very good job doing that. And I'm very happy about that. The point I'm trying to make to you is I've been auto-hoaxing for a long, 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 long time. And I'm doing the same thing with these vaccine injuries. I'm sure some people have been injured. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure. Why not? You inject something into your bloodstream, even if it's a saline solution, maybe you're going to get some problems, man. Maybe. I don't know. Why not? But why would I want to focus my attention on that? And why is this coming up in my Twitter feed? Because there are people who plan to use this vaccine injury thing for their own ends. I'm not saying they're necessarily nefarious in doing it. But if you just think through what's happening here, you can see how this this element of the whole program, this could take another year, another five, ten, fifty. How long is this going to go on for with this post-311 element of the story, you see? So for that reason, I mean, more I say that 311 is bigger than 911. And so in the week of 311, I've got big plans with JohnTheBond.com, and I'll let you know about that through the Jalby free mailing list. Okay, now let's go and take a look at this reddit thread have reddit sorted out their problems yet let's take a look here folks oh we're back there you go so it has now loaded so we can go through this thread on conspiracy no poll once again for those of you who don't know reddit a very popular website you've all heard of it most of you have heard of this subreddit it's called conspiracy no poll there's a much larger sub much more active sub called reddit conspiracy three years ago i created this subreddit because i was sick of the main uh, reddit conspiracy sub being full of stuff to do with blue versus red, Biden and Trump and Kamala Harris and what was her name, Hillary, and all the rest of it. I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. It's not even really a conspiracy, most of these stories you guys are posting about. And I'm sick of it. So I thought I would create a, basically like an offshoot, basically like that, where we would talk about conspiracy theories, just without all the blue versus red nonsense. Or at least as we would try and minimize it was the idea. Now, what I didn't know at the time was that that subreddit would grow to 60,000 subscribers within three years. That I didn't know or expect. But you need to bear in mind that that 60,000 is a little bit deceptive because the real number of active users 
is in the hundreds, in my opinion, which is still cool. I'm still very happy about that. Hundreds of people from around the world popping by to leave their comments or their thoughts on this topic or that topic or to post different things. I'm very happy about it, very grateful for it. And so if you're not familiar with Conspiracy Notepole, I recommend you go and check it out. And today we're taking a look at this thread that was posted by a guy called Guy Incognito 97 four days ago. And it received, like I said earlier, almost 600 replies. Goodness gracious me. So I'm going to read this OP, then I'm going to read your live stream comments. Then we're going to go through the different replies that were left. I mean, the first one says numerology. This is a, this is a bridge too far for him. But what's he replying to? Why don't we read this out and then we'll go from there. I'll just zoom in for those of you who are watching at home. Yeah, yeah, boy. I did mention, didn't I? February 21, 2023. Three weeks into February. We're almost at the end of February, folks. Time is just flying by. And boy, the weather has been sensational lately the last couple of days. We're still officially in winter here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. But today it was 21 degrees. Can you believe that? 21 degrees, sunny. It was like spring weather. And I have to say, not only me, but all... I go to the, the middle of town, like the main walking street. People are out. People are happy. People are smiling. I mean, that's a rare sight at this time of year in this part of the world. It's just a, an amazing thing. The weather really does have an effect on people. And I, for one, am feeling much better about this beautiful weather in February. And then people say to me, I mean, I won't get into the, I won't get into the nitty gritty with you, but there's a particular fellow I know here, and he knows that I'm skeptical of my global warmings. You know what he said to me the other night? He's like, well, and I'm just going to paraphrase a conversation. He's like, how do you explain this? You know, like this, isn't this proof of global warming? But you don't even believe in it, do you? And I was like, okay, you're right. This is unseasonably warm weather. You're quite right. You know, in Australia, in Melbourne, where I grew up, they haven't had a single day above 38 degrees. They're coming to the end of their summer. And the news called that 38 degree day a heat wave. That's what the media was calling it, a heat wave. When I was a child, we had what we called heat waves when it was above 40 degrees for multiple days in a row. And that happened regularly. I'm not sure if it happened every summer, probably not, but it happened many summers that I was a child. We had actual heat waves of 38, 40, 42 degrees consistently. So, yes, it's true that here in Plovdiv, we were having a much warmer winter than usual. Certainly a lot better than last winter. Last winter was oh, just terrible. Terrible. So, yes, it's true. But in other parts of the world, they're having summers that are much more mild. Now, the people can come back to me and say, yeah, well, that's, that's my climate changes. <laughs> in, in some places it used to be warm and now it's cold. In some places it used to be cold. Okay, fair enough. I can see why people believe in my climate changes. I can. I can see that. I don't personally believe in it, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong about anything. Who knows? And maybe I'm wrong about some of my conspiracy theories. We're going to find out as we read through the, the replies that were left to this post, which says, what conspiracy theory is a bridge too far for you? So this is what Guy Incognito 97 has to say. The obvious answer for many will be flat earth. One thing I noticed in flat earth servers is that a lot of them think QAnon people are loonies who give conspiracy theorists a bad name. Is there anything else which for you is just too out there and obviously not true? Edit. Reptile race is another common one that most people view as too far-fetched. Edit 2. I wrote a long reply to one of the Flat Earth arguments in this post and a moderator deleted it. Those who do believe the Flat Earth do not want it discussed openly, lest we see how quickly the idea falls apart. 
Edit three, they put my comments back, thanks. Boy, oh boy, so the main thing this guy is asking, and like I said, it generated hundreds of replies, many hundreds of replies, is what conspiracy theories do you think go too far? And then he said he thinks Flat Earth and a reptile race go too far. Then he said that a moderator deleted his comment, which was debunking Flat Earth. Then he said the moderator put the comment back. So the way the moderation works, there's an, a moderating bot on this subreddit, and I think on most of Reddit, or all of it, I don't know. And so sometimes the comments have to be approved. So maybe this guy's comment hadn't been approved yet, and then it was approved. That might have been what happened. I'm not too sure. But what matters is this guy apparently doesn't believe in Flat Earth and doesn't believe in Reptile Race, and he thinks that those theories are going too far, which I have to say, and I know this is going to get me a little bit of hatred out there, I... It comes with the territory. I'm, I'm willing to handle the criticism for what I'm about to say. I also think Flat Earth is a little bit silly, personally. Oh, but JLB, JLB, didn't you? It- yeah, guys, we went over this, was it last week or the week before? We've been over this. Yes, in 2015, I interviewed a whole bunch of the leading Flat Earthers. Yes, I interviewed Mark Sargent. Yes, I interviewed Eric Dubay. Yes, I interviewed Jeronism. Yes. And multiple others. Of course I did. That was in 2015 for a start. Okay, that was almost eight years ago, guys. It's time to get with the program. It's time to move on. But secondly, you can go back and listen to those interviews. See if you can find me ever saying that the Earth is flat. Good luck. And I hope you do try and do that. Because you're going to notice the questions that I did ask the flat earthers. You can see that I was skeptical of flat Earth right from the start. So I was never pushing flat Earth. But the thing about people's memories, and I think we're all guilty of this to some degree, is we kind of remember what we want to remember, and oftentimes those memories don't fit with objective reality. And that's one of the reasons why I like this kind of technology, because those interviews I did back in 2015, I can't go back and change them, can I? If you're uploaded to someone's channel or whatever, I can't go and change them. So you, unless you want to go down the Manduzel path and claim that history is... Cha- no, JLB was a flat earther, but because of the, my Manduzels, now it... Instead of being for Flat Earth, now in those interviews he's actually debunking Flat Earth, but that's all a man... You can go down that path if you want. But actually it's all there in ones and zeros, bits and bytes. There's JLB being skeptical of Flat Earth back in 2015. So, there, you've got that. Now on the flip side of that, before I lose too many of you, you're like, what? You think that we live on a giant spinning ball hurtling through space? No, I've debunked that more than just about anybody, I think, in the entire Western English-speaking world especially in this corner of the internet, I don't think there's anyone who's debunked the spinning ball earth more than I have. So, but then that leaves people, people come back and they're like, well, if you don't think it's flat and you don't think it's a giant spinning ball, then what is it? Well, I'm glad you asked. We might come back and talk about that and so much more later on in this presentation. But first, we need to read some of the comments. We've got about 50 people watching live from all around the world. And what do they have to say? All right, so we've got Nathan Oakley's in the house. I think he's up to Flat Earth debate number 1,333. He says he's here to muddy the 9-11 waters. Very good. Matt Reynolds says that birds ain't real. Is that a real theory? Does anyone actually believe that? Does anyone really believe that? If you know of anybody who is seriously putting forward that as an idea, please let me know, johnthebond123gmail.com. I will contact them and try and do an interview with them. I'm a very open-minded guy. If someone genuinely believes in that theory, okay, I think it sounds a bit silly, but maybe I don't understand the nuances of it. I'm willing to discuss the bird hoax with 
it, like if someone actually believes it, because I doubt that, but let's just say that someone does, I'll happily go and have a chat with them. Why not? Why not? There might be more to this theory than I realize. You see, that's what I did with Flat Earth back in 2015. I was like, okay, well, I can... I mean, it sounds a little bit out there, but I'm an open-minded guy. And I like to interview people, get to know what they're trying to say, give them a chance to explain themselves. Let's do that. And so if I do interview a, a bird hoax person in 2023, you can bet your bottom dollar that by 2030, there'll be people saying, But JLB, weren't you pushing the bird... Weren't you pushing the bird hoax? And I'll be saying, why don't you go back and listen to my interview with the bird hoaxers and see what I was saying and see if it matches your memory. Because there's a good chance it doesn't, if that's what you remember. But we need to move on from all of that. Who else we got in the live stream chat? We've got Disnataz, says Mandela. He might be saying that he thinks Mandela's a, a bridge too far. Who else have we got? Zintrax mentions Les Luthor. But, but uh, Zintrax, what do you mean by that? So Les Luther says that, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for Les Luther, but one of the things that he did last year was he went to Ukraine to document what was really happening. And it turns out that what he saw and documented with his own eyes and his own camera did not match what was on the mainstream media, probably for good reason. So please uh, give us more detail there, Zintrax. What exactly are you referring to? Tim Osman with an S. This is a person I've known for, on the internet, of course, for about eight years now. He says... Isn't this idea just lifted from Dave J? Well, that's a, that's a very uh, cheeky question, Tim Osmond with an S. You mean this idea of war uh, being a deception? When you say lifted, I mean, this is a very loaded comment that you've made there. That implies that I've just taken Dave J's idea, which I don't think is a fair characterization. In saying that, Dave J was here before me, and he was, before I was ever saying it, saying that war is a hoax. So in that sense... Yeah, I mean, full credit to him for that. I've interviewed him about his thoughts, and I feel like I've done a good job trying to share his ideas with a wider audience. So I'm very uh, appreciative of what Dave J has done. I think my work goes a little bit, and this might be a little... You know, it's, oh, I want to watch my words here. I feel like I've gone further with this analysis than he has, and that's not to in any way belittle what he's done, but his version of the war hoax and my version, we both said it was a hoax. That, that part is we agree on. But in terms of the way that we analyze information and present it, I think they're different. But then again, I would think that, wouldn't I? That's really for other people to decide. Okay, Numbi Num says it's really quite silly to imagine that geopolitics depends on the outcomes of gunfights. Numbi Num, I agree with you. Unico says transvestigation. In fact, why don't I zoom in for those of you who are watching live all around the world? Yeah, yeah, boy. So you can see what's being written in this live stream chat. Unico says transvestigation. Not that it's not possible, but sometimes it's just too much. Unico, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because, you know, I called in to fakeologist.com. He had an interview with Mr. E3000. Mr. E3000, a very witty, clever, talented man. He's a musician as well and a good analyst of what's going on in the world, in my opinion. One of the ways he made his uh, splash in this scene was through his transvestigations. And I called into the show, because it's a call-in show, although Ab hadn't turned on the phones, but that didn't stop me. I called into the show and I said, hey, Ab, um, you know, good work with the show, what have you, it's been fun. Can I ask uh, Mr. E a question? And you know what I might do, folks? I might play my question for you later on in this presentation. It's already 11.40 and I've barely even gotten started. This could be a two-hour show, folks. I told myself in 90 minutes tops tonight. Looks like we'll be going over time. It looks that way, anyway. Tim Osmond says, I heard this 10 years ago. 
in search of novel ideas, you find recycled ones. Well, a lot of good ideas have already been put out there by different people. So I got into this scene back in 2014. By the time I got here, there'd already been people doing good work. Some of those people had also done some not so good work. Some people had done good work, but done a poor job of presenting it, what have you. So at whatever point you get into this corner of the internet or this field of inquiry, there's a very good chance that someone will have done either the same or similar work or ideas to what you're interested in by the time you get here. In saying that, Tim Osman, I'm not aware of anybody, and I've searched who discovered the Cavendish experiment, which is what I call the Achilles heel of scientism and their spinning ball earth model. That's right, the Cavendish experiment. You see, folks, a couple hundred years ago, with no electricity or modern technology, there was a man who was able, by using two heavy balls, two slightly less heavy balls in a giant shed, and a telescope to observe these heavy balls, he was able to determine, and I shit you not, folks, the mass of the entire Earth. Cavendish is his name. He determined the mass, the Earth that you are sitting or standing on right now, folks. Now, I don't expect you to believe me. If this is news to you, you're probably thinking, JLP, I think you might be exaggerating the story a little bit. I think you're misrepresenting what they did because that's just crazy. And nobody, especially no scientist, would claim they can determine the mass of the entire Earth with heavy balls in a shed. No one would claim that, JLB. I don't blame you if that's your response. I don't blame you one bit. Because unless you're familiar with my work, how would you know about this? But this is, in fact, the actual story of how they know the mass of the Earth. And by way of knowing that, how they can determine the mass of the Moon, Mars, Jupiter, etc., it all goes back to old mate Cavendish. And I don't know of a single person who exposed this hoax before I came along. There was one person who'd written a paper on it, Miles Mathis. And Miles Mathis, as many of you know, is a, a well-known, slightly famous, slightly infamous character from America. Not sure which part of America he's from, but very intelligent guy. He releases papers on all kinds of topics. Many of them are very interesting. He's, he writes very well. I like his writing style. It's very colourful and what have you, and... Uh, easy to become immersed in his work. And he wrote a paper on Cavendish some, some time before I did my work on Cavendish. And I read through his entire paper, quite a detailed paper, very well written, of course. But by the end of his paper, he concluded the Cavendish experiment was real. And I was like, what? <laughs> How can someone so intelligent and someone who's put so much thought into it and so much research? This was a very detailed paper, folks, let me tell you. By the end of it, he concluded that the Cavendish thing was real just a little bit off in its, like just slightly off in its final calculations or whatever, but, but the fundamental process was legitimate. I was like, what, what the hell is going on here? What is going on here? You see, so the point of my story is I was looking, because when I discovered the Cavendish experiment, folks, it really blew my mind. I was like, what? This is the official story. How come I haven't heard anybody talk about it? So I searched, I web searched as much as I could to see, has someone else exposed this load of nonsense? And I found Miles' paper. That was the only thing I could find in this whole scene. Read the whole paper. It said the thing was real. So I do believe, and I could be wrong, hope I'm wrong. If I am wrong, someone show me the evidence and I will change my story here. But I've searched far and wide. I can't find anybody exposing that hoax before JLB came along. So the point of my story uh, for Tim Osman out there, Tim Osman with an S, this is not Tim Osman with a Z, who is the president of the Infinite Plane Society. This is a different Tim Osman. The point of my story is that some of the things I talk about, yes, there were people talking about them before me. Other things that I talk about, as far as I know, no, there weren't. 
But again, I could be wrong. You never know. Who knows? Alrighty, let's go through a few more of these live stream comments. Then we need to get on with the conversation. Human vibration is in the house. She says, hello, hello. Andy Baxter says, flat power. Sesev MMC, very hard name to read. He says, a sextant is used to measure angles, i.e. when two lines meet to form an angle, a vertex is formed. Some of these uh, replies, folks, they don't, they don't make it easy for me to, to, uh, to really get to the bottom of, do they? Who else have we got in here? I've got a whole bunch of people. Cub stars in the room. It's hard to, it's really hard to make sense of some of these replies here, folks. What's going on here? Let me see if I can zoom out again. Get this thing going. What is going on here? Just press pause there. That's the way. Sorry about the data here, folks. Might just read a couple more comments and we'll get into the no poll review, which is what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah, yeah, boy. Jenna Lovecraft Reeves is in the house. Now, Cubstar, here we go. This is the kind of comment I'm looking for. Cubstar says, wasn't the bird hoax started by the Parkland shooter hoaxes? That's the first I've heard of that. Infinite Plane Society says, this is one with the Z, this is Tim Osmond with the Z, says, bird hoax is a hoax of a hoax to make real hoaxes look real. And it was started by a Parkland shooter. That is very, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. There you go. How about that? Vicnoid says, please plan a live stream with Dave J. You're a great host with him, patient and clever. Well, as you probably know, Vicnoid, I had a three hour member call. So myself and several members of my website, you see, we get together for our member calls quite regularly. We've, we've been doing this for years. And a few years ago, we had a special guest, Dave J. Three hour call folks available. Very few of the member calls are available publicly these days, very few. But one that remains public is the one with Dave J. And it has more listeners than any other member call of all time. Largely because, like I said, most of them are just for the members. But this one is available publicly. And we spoke about, among other things, the war hoax. I probably am not interested in doing any more shows with Dave J at the moment because I'm not particularly impressed with how he has been interacting with people like Les Luther and people like Tim Osmond with a Z. I understand in this scene people have robust disagreements and uh, sometimes people like Dave J, you know, part of their appeal is that they can be a little bit acerbic and a little bit confrontational and that's not necessarily a bad thing but just lately I feel like Dave J he's been causing some problems for some people that I don't personally like to see and so I don't know if I could be doing any work with Dave J at this point in time but I like to think that at some point in the future he will um, you know things will be different I like to think that I like to think that you never know we'll see what happens in the future Okay. And by the way, Dave J is not here right now to defend himself. So I'm just giving you my take of what I've seen. Maybe there's things I don't know about. I'm not trying to say that Dave J has, is bad or that he's, that he's the wrong party. What do I know? I don't follow these truth or wars. But just from what I've seen, I don't like the idea of... I mean, this uh, Les Luther guy actually went to Ukraine last year, documented the hoaxery of the war. Dave J has been talking about the war hoax for 10 years or more. So... I would have thought Dave J would be complimentary for Les Luther, but instead I saw him, it looked to me, and I could be wrong, but it looked to me like he was basically trolling Les Luther. And I'm like, bro, Les is the one dude who actually went there and proved the point that we've been making for years. Proved it. Didn't he? So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I've got some reservations about all of that. Anyway, we need to move on with the show here, folks. So let's carry on. We're looking at this Conspiracy No Poll uh, subreddit thread. Let me just get rid of this one on the screen there. So you get the idea. Guy Incognito has asked, what is a conspiracy theory that is a bridge too far for you? So let's take a look. John Q with the first reply. Let me just zoom in so this is more clear for those of you watching at home. John Q says, for me, it's numerology. When an event happens and people take the letters, turn them into numbers, do some math, come up with dates of other events, etc. So John Q is saying that a conspiracy theory that goes too far for him, a bridge too far, is what he calls numerology. So the OP guy incognito replies to him, yes, there are always posts on here, on this subreddit, Conspiracy Nopal, just spewing out numbers to try and link to whatever is happening. It's just number wang. Laser beam cattle prod replies, Kofifi, Fe is iron on the periodic table of elements. Iron is a 26th element. So 26 times 26 is 7676. 6 plus 7 plus 6 is 19. Kofifi equals COVID-19. So he, this is uh, meant to be a comical take on what some people call number wang. The next person says, I enjoy reading those kinds of posts, though. They're so sure of themselves, it's wonderful fantasy. So another reply is, numerology is not the same thing as what you're talking about. What you mean is gematria. This is from a guy called, or this is from a user called Sorabouted. Saw about it. Let me start from the start. Numerology is not the same thing as what you're talking about. What you mean is gematria, the Hebrew numerical value system that can be used to quote-unquote program reality, or so it's said. I personally don't think it's necessary, but I digress. Numerology is similar, though. It assigns a number to the letters in the alphabet, and then you can add up your name to get the same number. It's amazing how on point the descriptions are. It's similar to the Enneagram. You also add up your birthday, for example, 01051928, reducing it down to one digit all the way. Then there's a list of traits for each number. It's pretty interesting, but not nearly as involved as Gematria. So what I think this person is saying is that there's more to the numerology stuff than the person he's replying to seems to uh, be aware of. Chain Mail Bill then replies, Does this only work in English? Let's assume I use the same words, but in two different languages, like English and Spanish. Obviously, the numbers won't add up to the same, so which one is right? That's a very fair question. He is then replied to by Saw About It, so we've got a bit of a comment chain going on here. The, question, uh, the, the response is, people will probably be arguing about this till the end. It just depends on who you ask. And everyone's got their way of rationalizing why their interpretation is correct. You see the problem. But Talmudic scholars and Kabbalists generally agree that it only works with Hebrew. And then that, con that little conversation just continues on and on like that. We don't have time to go through the whole thing, but you get the idea. And of course, if any of the different responses that I read out today seem interesting to you, you can go and check this thread for yourself and even leave your own comments and replies as well. So then Less Society 6746 says, My counterpoint to this, the elite believe in magic, numerology, astrology, and we see it come through significant world events via their weird rituals. I'm not arguing for the effectiveness of numerology itself, but the people in control sure believe in it as they shape many of their rituals and psyops around specific dates, the most obvious one being 9-11. I'm not sure of the veracity of studying numerology for the sake of predicting the next false flag, but a pattern definitely emerges in hindsight. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
The Let's go back to that. I'm not so sure of the veracity of studying numerology for the sake of predicting the next false flag, but a pattern definitely emerges in hindsight. The question is, is this because the elite believe in these systems, or is it because they're chained to the conveyor belt of fate as much as anyone else as the universe designs persist? I definitely lean towards a former explanation, though I don't believe fates and free will are mutually exclusive, but that's another topic. This is a rather philosophical reply. So I think what they're suggesting is that the elites, they're into the magic, the numerology, the astrology. And they suggest you can see this with their rituals, their weird rituals. Then they say they're not arguing that this is effective necessarily. They're suggesting that maybe there's something bigger going on. And I think that's what they're saying. Maybe whatever is bigger that's going on, whatever put us here, whatever energy is out there, the elites can tap into it or somehow uh, manage to use that energy or take what they see, the patterns they see, and then use that to their advantage, something like this, which I have to say I'm very open to. If that's what this person is saying, I'm very open-minded to that. They make a very good point about how there's a pattern that emerges in hindsight. This is the issue for me, not just with numerology, but with sync as well. You can see the patterns in hindsight. Can you make predictions with them? Can you make predictions or does this only work in hindsight? Now, if it only works in hindsight, is it possible that this is some kind of apophenia that's going on? Is that possible? Is it possible? It's, I think it's possible. Or even if it's not apophenia, even if you're seeing the patterns and they're legitimate, it's not just some kind of psychological bias or what have you. Even if it really is something and you're seeing it, how much use is it if you cannot make predictions with it? Now, someone might say, well, it's not about making predictions. It's about seeing the patterns, realizing there's something bigger going on. I'm very open to that as well. I guess my point here is, looking at this comment, this is a terrific comment. I quite like it. The Wizard Queen says, is choosing the date to match the emergency number in North America a choice due to numerology or propaganda value? I always assumed the latter. Then Star Particle says, the World Trade Centers began construction the same year they made 9-11 the emergency code. The same year Murder by Number came out and the same year 2001 A Space Odyssey came out. Now, if that's all true, that's very interesting. I think it was 1968 that 2001 A Space Odyssey came out. And I do believe that is when they began construction on the World Trade Center Towers. It wasn't when they began the overall project. It actually began many decades before that. The planning and the rezoning and the... What do you call it when you take over someone's, um, you know, uh, building because you need to use that space to build a new building? Whatever. When they started doing that, that was all decades before. But I think officially the construction of the towers did begin in 68, which was, of course, 33 years before 2001. And let's not forget that there was a giant black monolith standing right across from the Twin Towers when they went down that day. A giant black monolith at 55 Church Street, known as the Millennium Hilton, with a phone number ending in 2001. I think the phone number is something like 313-693-2001 or something like that. I'll double check that in a moment. But the point is, the phone number of the Millennium Hilton, a giant black monolith at 55 Church Street, I think it's something like 55 stories tall as well, something like that. A very large build. Not as large as the Twin Towers, of course, but something like, don't quote me on this, we'll double check in a moment. I think something like 50 floors tall, gigantic hotel, 
shapes just like a black monolith, just like from 2001 A Space Odyssey, standing right across from the Twin Towers when they came down that day. And it had the phone number 2001, the Millennium Hilton. What are the odds of that, folks? What are the odds of that? Something very strange going on there, if you ask me. Yes, indeed. So let's carry on. In fact, you know what we're going to do, folks? I've got the Naira testimony up on the screen because we're going to come back and talk about her in just a moment. But why don't we search for Millennium Hilton? This will give us all the information we need, folks. Yes, indeed. The Millennium Downtown New York is a hotel in Lower Manhattan, New York, located at the southeast corner of Fulton and Church Street. Yes, indeed. The hotel is adjacent to blah, 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 and is located across Church Street from the World Trade Center. The building is 55 stories tall. So I was right about that. 55 stories tall, and I believe it's situated at 55 Church Street. A couple of 55s in there, if you don't mind. Now, for those of you listening, you can't see this, but I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about anyway. This is the Millennium Downtown Hilton, and it is shaped like one giant black monolith. And it was sitting right across from the Twin Towers that day when they came down, which at the time, so goes a story and it makes sense to me, was the most televised thing in the world ever up until that point in time, that event. The initial planes hitting the towers, supposedly. Supposedly planes hit the towers. Some people question that. I might be one of them. We might get into that later if you want. But for the sake of argument, let's say the planes hit the towers... That footage was the most broadcast footage of all time, up until that point in time. I'm not sure if it's been surpassed, but certainly up to that time, according to the official story, and this makes sense to me, because we were given that footage over and over again, even in Australia, on the other side of the freaking world, we got that footage over and over again. And what happens in 2001 A Space Odyssey? They touch the black monolith, and what happens? Well, if you've seen the film, you know what happens, don't you? They find this black monolith, and what is this thing? What is this black monolith? What does it represent? What does it symbolize? Well, to some people... To some people, on some interpretations, it symbolizes technology, artificial intelligence, the progress of man to an end point. What end point is that? I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. And here we have the black monolith right across from the World Trade Center. And it ends, let's see if they give us the phone number. What's the phone number, according to Wikipedia? Does it say? There it is, 55 Church Street. There you go, folks. So I got the address and I got the number of floors correct off the top of my head. Some people might say I'm a little bit too into this stuff. They might say, JLB, you've got a lot of this information in your, in your brain. What's going on here? Well, I'm quite into this sinky stuff, aren't I? One of my favorite topics, really. But it doesn't give us a phone number. So why don't we go to this external link and see if they can give us a phone number? Because I do believe it ends in 2001. It's something like 313-693-2001 or something like that. Something like that. Let's see if they'll give us the phone number. There it is, folks. Oh, look how close I was. Let me zoom in, folks, for those of you watching at home. Take a look at this. I said 313. It's 212. Okay, so I was slightly off on that. But the rest, I got it. 693-2001. Can you believe that? The Millennium Hilton at 55 Church Street. 55. Floors large. Okay. Shaped just like a giant black monolith. Very similar. Of course, the point here, in case I didn't make this clear enough, the black monolith. This key motif from Tears of Space Odyssey, right? Released in 68, the same year that the, the World Trade Center construction began, officially. 33 years before the event. And there it is, with 2001 as its phone number. Now, you can show this to regular people, and they're going to look at you like you're crazy. And maybe you are. Maybe I am too. 
But I don't think so, folks. I don't think so. I think we're onto something here. What do you want to, JLB? Well, I'm onto the fact that you can look at these things in hindsight and you can see the patterns. But are we just are we just post facto rationalizing? Are we just engaging in some kind of overt apophenia? I ask the questions, you give me the answers in the live stream chat, folks. So much to discuss. Now let's go back to Millennium Hilton. There it is, folks. Right across from the World Trade Center. There it is there. No, that's the one there, actually. There it is. The World Trade Center. Of course, they're covered in this uh, orange thing because they were damaged by the planes hitting the towers, supposedly. There you have it, folks. Goodness gracious me. All right, so let's go back to the comments on this thread. By the way, I forgot to mention, I like to do this on every episode. This will be part of what we do here. What have been the most popular topics on Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit over the past week? Why don't we take a look? So we've got Kurt Cobain Conspiracies. Now, this one's only not even quite a day old yet, and it's got dozens of comments. People love these celebrity conspiracies, as we noticed a few weeks ago. People love them. And there's quite a few conspiracy theories about Kurt Cobain. Someone in there even said to me, or they didn't say to me, they left a comment, then I replied to them, that In Utero, that is Nirvana's third album, I think it was their third album, their third and final, don't quote me on that, I think so, was basically a suicide note from Kurt Cobain. And then I left a reply along the lines of, can you elaborate on that? And then they did elaborate on that, and I can see where they're coming from. The next top post is, this woman vanished from a Disney cruise ship. I'm not a particularly big fan of that uh, that thread, because it seems a bit too mainstreamy for my liking, but takes all kinds to fill up a sub, I suppose. The next one, is menstrual sinking a hoax? Have you heard about this one, folks? Supposedly... This is what some people believe, including me up until very recently, because I'd never really thought to question it. It was a story that I heard back when I was a teenager, and I grew up without any sisters in the house. So how would I know this? How would I hear about this story? A friend of mine in high school, he grew up in a house with a mum with, I think, one sister or two, I can't remember. And he told me that women's menstrual cycles sync up when they live together. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I mean, it kind of made sense, I guess. I never thought much about it. But then a few days ago, I looked into this one, because I went to repeat that story to somebody else on a completely unrelated topic to do with how humans, we can affect each other without realizing it. And you don't need viruses to explain it. For instance, if somebody yawns, other people around them tend to yawn like it's contagious. No virus necessary. And most people agree with that example. Then I went to give another example of how women's menstrual cycles sync up. But then I thought to myself, hold on, do I really know that? I'd best double check if that even is true. Because how would I really know? So I looked it up on my Googles, and it turns out that the story is, well, at best, it is debated within academia. The current leading theory is that it's a hoax. the, The studies that they've done have determined that menstrual sinking is a hoax. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Interesting. But then I read anecdotal reports saying that people, that women, some women do believe in this because they've experienced it with housemates or with, um, college dorm, um, you know, other women in their dorm or whatever, they've experienced a sinking. So I remain open-minded. I've gone from thinking it was real and accepted to realizing that it's not actually fully accepted, at least by academia. But then again, academia can be wrong a lot of the time. So I don't know, folks. I don't know. So we've got a thread about that on Conspiracy No Poll. Is menstrual sinking a hoax? Now you might think, JLB, why does it even matter? Well, because we hear these stories whether we're children, teenagers, adults, whatever the case might be, 
we hear a story from a friend or from TV or from a teacher or from some dude who we know who we like to play frisbee with. We hear these stories and a lot of the time we don't really think to question them. And I think there's a lot of these stories up in our heads, including my head as well, evidenced by this thread about the menstrual sinking thing, that you just hear something, you don't even think to question it. Until many years later you think, hold on, how do I even know that? Like, what is the story? What is the story? I'm going to look it up. And now we've all got this library of Babel, our own little portable library of Babel in our pocket. So you jump on your little library of Babel and you say, dear my Googles, do women's periods sync up when they live together? And then you get the results. And according to my Googles right now, the, the answer is no, probably not. But there are some scientific studies that support it and some that don't. So it's still in debate. And a lot of people say anecdotally it's true. So I don't know what to believe anymore. Story of my life. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right. What's the next thread here on the Conspiracy No Poll? Apparently, Facebook are launching a quote-unquote verified system. Are we living in the future? Now, this one is very dicey, dicey. Take a look at this thread submitted one day ago by my old truth uncle, Marcus Allen. He asks, why did all the mods flee this site? And by this site, he means this particular subreddit. But it's a very dicey, dicey thread, isn't it? Has 50 replies so far. Very interesting. Of course, the mods didn't all flee the site. That is Marcus Allen's words, which he tried to claim were the words of one of the former mods. But then that former mod called him out and said, when did I ever say that we fled? And then Marcus Allen, when he should have just said, you're right, I misrepresented what you said, he doubled down, which is uh, quite a shame. When you get caught, if you accidentally misrepresent someone and they point out to you that you've misrepresented them, the right thing to do is say, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry. I will backtrack on that. Simple. Apparently not so simple for our old truth uncle Marcus Allen. Great shame. Great shame. Anyhow, the next thread. What conspiracy theory is a bridge not far enough for you? So it's kind of like the other side of the coin. We've got this thread that we're looking at today. What theory is a bridge too far? But then we've got this other thread. What theory is a bridge not far enough? So those are some of the threads that are there on Conspiracy Not Poll at the moment. There's another one. It is The Matrix. The initiates call it Hotel California. You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave by Astral Rocker 2001. Have we been lied to about oil, folks? That's another thread on Conspiracy No Poll. And then this one. This is one of my threads. How long until we are given a yearly carbon credit and we have to pay extra to use more than our allotment? Which, folks, I'm not trying to engage in the fear prawn. I'm not trying to do that. But I listen to my other truth uncle. I've got three truth uncles, folks. I've got truth uncle Crazy Dave J, truth uncle Marcus Allen, and truth uncle Abdefakeologist. They're my three truth uncles. I'm thinking of including Uncle Epic in my truth uncle group. He's not quite the same as the other three, but he already calls himself uncle. So <laughs> that's half of the battle right there. And uh, he's roughly the same age as my other truth uncles. And he's also got his own personality uh, characteristics his own what's the word for it idiosyncrasies you know things that i find very likable about him and other things that i find worthy of uh, friendly critique shall we say so i've got three official truth uncles and one who is uh, on the borderline shall we say and one of my uh, truth uncles uncle abram fakeologist he believes that in the not too distant future we're going to be given a yearly allotment of carbon credits and then every time you pay your gas bill, every time you catch a bus, every time you buy a steak or a packet of bugs from the supermarket, whatever the case might be, 
that's going to use some of your carbon credits. And if you want to use more than that, you'll have to pay extra. And this will tie into a broader worldwide carbon credit. Uh, what's the word for it? Market. Yes. So there will be an international market for carbon. And I guess wholesalers will buy it uh, en masse. And they will sell it at a retail level, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe it'll be done through the government or through um, you know, multinational corporations or subsidiaries. I'm not too sure exactly how they're going to go about this, but you will go to book a flight. Say you get to October. Say this is done on a calendar, on a calendar basis, like it follows the yearly calendar. And so for each year you get so many, say you get 2,000 uh, kilos of carbon credit, for argument's sake. You get to October and you're down to your last 200 carbon credits, for argument's sake. And then you go to book a flight to go and see your friend, say in Tallinn, Estonia, for argument's sake. And it says that this is going to cost you 200 kilos of carbon. And you're like, but I'm going to need, I've only got 200 kilos left. And when I get home, I still need to buy some food and pay for my bills, what have you. I'm not going to have enough carbon. So you either buy extra carbon from the market or you use up your carbon for the flight and get home where you've got no carbon. Or if you use up too much of your carbon and you don't have enough to even book the flight, they won't let you book. So you try and book with a credit card. And if you don't have money, they'll say, well, it's been rejected. You need to find some other way to pay. There'll be a two-step process in the future. Have you got the money and have you got the carbon? And if you don't have the carbon, too bad. You can't book a flight. Try again. Go on. What they'll probably do is, now that I think through it, maybe when you go to book the flight, they'll also have an upsell. You know when you try and book flights, they try and also sell you apartments or um, accommodation, cars, trips to go and see different theme parks, whatever. Maybe this will be integrated with the with the airlines. They'll have a their own partner to sell you carbon. Yeah. So you go to book a flight with, say, who are the popular ones here in uh, England? Who did I fly to England? Not here in England, here in Europe. Who did I fly to England with? I flew with that... Um, they're very well known. One of the two main ones here in Europe. I should know this. Can't even remember who I flew with now. One of those budget airlines. Anyway, so they'll have their own partner, Carbon Group. Yeah. And so you go to book your flight, and they'll say, hey, we can sell you some carbon. In fact, the 200 kilos of carbon you need to fly to Tallinn, we'll sell it to you right now as part of the deal. Bang. You see what I'm trying to say? Anyway, the point of my story is, Ab, my, my truth uncle, my beloved truth uncle, Uncle Ab from Fakeologist.com, he's been going on about this for a little while. And I think he might be onto something. I can see this happening. Might take five years, might take 10 years, might take 20 years. Obviously, I don't know, he doesn't know. But I could see them doing this, and I could see them getting away with it. No problems at all. Especially because they've got people really believing, oh, it's 38 degrees in Melbourne, it's a heat wave. This is because of my climate changes. And then people like me will come along and say, dude, when I was a kid, we had multiple days over 40. And I'm 35 years old, so I'm talking 20, 30 years ago. That was a common thing. And people will say, shut up, Grandpa. You're just a climate change denier. Like all of those school shooters. All of those school shooters who leave behind the suicide notes denying the climate change are just like them. So we're going to ignore everything that you say. That's what's going to happen, folks, whether you like it or not. Especially if you send your kids to school. Or if your brothers and sisters send their kids to school. You will be the crazy uncle or the crazy auntie. It's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. Okay? Or the crazy cousin or the crazy grandfather, whatever the case might be. It's going to happen. Shut up, Grandpa. It's a climate emergency. That's what's going to happen. So let's go back to the thread in question then. This is to do with what are some crazy conspiracy theories that just go too far for you? So the first one was to do with so-called numerology and gematria and what have you. So the second top reply, because these are all threaded replies as I explained before. So in terms of what I read before, that was the top reply, then the replies to the reply. 
Now we're going back to the far left of the ledger. So this is the second top reply to the OP. What I just said either makes sense to you or it doesn't. If it doesn't, I apologize, but the way that the threaded replies work, when I read to you what's here on this screen, some of it are the top replies, some of them are not very well upvoted replies. It's all, it's all a big mishmash, but I'm trying my best to explain relatively how popular each of these replies is. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so let's get to this. Let's just make sure we're live, by the way, folks. Are we live? Yeah, we're still live. 50. Hey, we've got 55 people watching live right now. Take a look at that. 55 Church Street and 55 Stories Tall with the phone number 2001. I've been meaning, actually, to give them a call. The Millennium Hilton. Maybe I should do it on a live stream one day. Maybe I should do it next week. Open up my Skype and then call the Millennium Hilton. Just call them and say, mm, hey, um, how much to book a, a room for uh, March 11th? Would you like the deluxe suite or the king suite? Uh, what? Give me the best you've got. If Michael Jordan was in town, or if uh, some other major celebrity is in town, what would you give them? How much is it going to cost me? They'd probably say, well, you're not a celebrity, sir, so you are not entitled to that particular room, is what they might say. I don't know. It's possible. Okay, so let's... Get, but what I'm trying to say to you is, I'd love to just call and confirm, because I keep talking about this phone number, 212-693-2001. I've never actually called the phone number. I want to do it. I'm tempted to do it right now. Just call them and say, how much is a room there? I have looked it up on like Agoda or whatever, Expedia, whatever it's called. It's not, it's not cheap. It's a few hundred bucks. But man, if I ever go to New York, I want to stay in that hotel just for one night. I want to stay in the Millennium Hilton just for one night. I don't care if it costs me $400. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, folks. Yes, I'd like to stay on the 33rd floor, if I may. Yes, indeed. Well, right this way, Mr. LeBon. Yes, indeed. Okay. Where were we? Oh, yes. So here's the second top reply, folks. This comes from old opinionated lady. And this, her response is into what is a conspiracy theory that's just gone too far for you? It's just gone too far. It's a bridge too far. This is her response. Glowing eyed politicians, lizard people. I have to admit, I still don't get the whole, s oh no, I can't say that word. Mm, SH, the whole SH event. What year was that? I want to say 2012. The end of 2012, there was a certain event that got one Alex Jones in a lot of hot water, supposedly. So this person's saying that they think here are some theories that are too far. Glowing-eyed politicians, which is that even a theory? I don't know if I've really heard that one before. Lizard people. Well, that is a theory, yes. And they then say, I have to admit, I don't really get the whole event bit. I have zero opinions either way. I never followed it enough to have an opinion. Chibuddy G replies to her by saying, glowing-eyed politicians sounds like a fun rabbit hole. I love these types of way-out-there conspiracy theories. Then old opinionated lady replies to that person saying, I just responded to your post and got an automated message saying a moderator needed to review it first. Again, folks, sometimes, not everybody, but some people, their comments do get flagged for manual review. But don't you worry, we've got a dedicated mod team taking care of these, and we do approve those replies as fast as we can. And again, it's only some people whose comments get flagged. I don't ask me how or why it happens. I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs. But we do our best to make sure that only the trash gets filtered and all the good comments make their way through. But like any filter, it's not perfect. So if you have any problems, don't be afraid to contact me through Reddit. You can click on my little username there and I can uh, try to address your concerns in a um, 
a, what's the word for it? In an expedited fashion. There's a better word, but you know what I'm trying to say. I'll try and deal with it as soon as I can. Okay, so let's go to the third top comment. And then I'll go to your comments in the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy, this comes from Cool Jewels in Bama 76. The one I can't wrap my head around is the non-belief in any conspiracy theories. I know enough to know I know nothing, but I am open to all possibilities despite the probabilities. In my head, all things are possible. Oh, boy. The first reply to that, it blows my mind that people can't wrap their head around rich and powerful people considering, no, conspiring, to get richer and more powerful. It seems obvious and like a given to me that they would do that. Well, of course they would. See, now this one's been reported. Who reported this? Oh, it says suspicious account activity. Well, I don't think so. Alrighty, so... That's right, guys. I'm doing some moderating on the fly here at the Conspiracy No Pole Review number five. Yeah, yeah, boy. If you're just joining us late, by the way, folks, today we're talking about what conspiracy theories do you think go too far? And later on in this presentation, I've got some video footage, which is my response to those people who say, JLB, this war hoax thing, I think you're going too far this time. Which I actually had people saying that to me. Okay, not quite in those words necessarily, but when I first started talking about the war hoax back in, man, seven years ago, something like that, and especially when I released my content to do with some of the fake missile technology, which was around 2017, so we're talking six years ago, thereabouts, even some intelligent people, some people who they're aware of a lot of media fakery and what have you, they said that I was going too far by suggesting that some missiles are a hoax. And I'm like, fair enough, I, I understand there's a lot of programming involved in all of this, but let's just go through this logically and methodically, let's look at the evidence, Let's look at the physics of these supposedly wingless missiles that can fly through the sky over huge distances parallel to the... Let's just take a look at the evidence. What evidence do we really have? And some people said I was going too far. And I would like to think, and maybe this is just me being idealistic, that the nonsense over the past 12 months has caused some people to reconsider what they think they know about so-called war and about the military and their supposed technology. I would like to think that. Anyhow, so we're finally up to the fourth major reply. Again, some of what I've read to you today has been replies to replies. But in terms of the replies to the OP, this is the fourth top one, if you like. And it's by a person called Done With Reddit Shit. That's their username, Done With Reddit Shit. And this is their reply. So to the question of what do you think is a conspiracy theory that goes too far? This is their reply. Flat Earth. I mean... What is there to gain by lying about the shape of the earth? Oh boy, this is a tough one because I agree that flat earth is nonsense. But then when they ask the question, what is there to gain by lying about the shape of the earth? If you can't figure that out for yourself, then I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to help you in any way, shape or form with any response that I offer you. Now, a lot of people believe that the government is their friend. It's here to help them, look after them, teach them, keep the bad guys away. That's what they believe. And it's a very fundamental belief to them. It's central to their overall framework. So they can't ever really leave it behind. I totally understand that. So to such a person, it's like, why would the government lie about the shape of you? They might lie about uh, weapons of mass destruction every now and then. But why would they lie about the shape of the earth? And I get it. I totally get it. What these people don't understand is that they're more useful as a human resource being too stupid to even know the earth upon which they walk. They have to be smart enough to set their alarm clock 
to go to work and to do their, in most cases, completely useless job and then come home and consume in the evening, okay, and do that five days a week, they need to be smart enough to do that. But that's a very simple thing. You can train animals to do tasks like that. What is not so useful to the people who control the human resources, the big controllers, not your HR boss at work, and I'm talking about the people who control human resources in general, it might not be in their interest for those resources to have any idea what's going on about anything outside of their field of work, their field of specialty, whether that is in manufacturing or in logistics or in accounting or in making coffees or in gardening or whatever their job is, they need to know how to do that. They need to know how to set their alarm to wake up in time, how to drive a car to get to work. They need to know, hopefully, how not to drink too much or do too much drugs and kill themselves before they've reached into their working life. So there's some basic skills they need to have, basic life skills and basic occupational skills. But beyond that, why do they need to know anything at all about anything? It's better, some would argue, for the controllers of the human resources that their resources don't know anything about who they really are, where they're really from, how long their people have been here, where the world is really headed, or the earth itself. Now, to me, that's very obvious what I just said. To a lot of you, that's very obvious. But we've been here for a long time, some of us. Some of you guys have been here longer than me. Some of you have been here for a couple of years. For some of you, it was 311 that sort of shook you out of what you used to believe. Some of us have been here for seven or eight years, like me. Some people have been here for 15, 20 years. So we've had a lot of time to digest all of this. But for a regular person, they're still like, why would the government lie to us about the shape of the earth? What could they possibly stand to benefit from that? And people who still see the world this way, my contention is, in the vast majority of cases, I'm talking greater than 99%, they're never going to be able to undo that fundamental level of programming. This idea, oh, the government's here to teach you about the truth, how things really work. That's what your schools are here for. That's what uh, TV, the news is here for, those so-called documentaries. They think those things, even though they might get stuff wrong every now and then, are generally here to inform them and to make them knowledgeable about the world. They really believe that, and they, I think they will always believe that. In almost all cases, God love them, God bless them, these people are NGMI. So then Guy Incognito replies to Dunn with Reddit shit. He says, well, if you ask them, they usually tell you one of two things. The government are hiding extra land to make us live a life of scarcity while they enjoy the true infinite abundance of earth, or it's to hide God so that we feel insignificant and can be brainwashed. <clears throat> Pardon me. So neither of the responses that Guy Incognito, who's the OP of this overall post, neither of his responses are the same as mine. But one of them is kind of similar. The second one where he talks about to make people feel insignificant. Yeah, if you think you're effectively just a speck of dust on a giant spinning ball hurtling through the infinite fastness of space, you probably are going to see yourself as being less important, for want of a better term, than someone who sees themselves as one of a limited number of living creatures here on this so-called earth, and this is the only earth, this is the only place, there's only so many of us who can talk and who can think and who experience this world. If you see yourself as one human in a relatively small system compared to the, the so-called universe, maybe it stands to reason you will see your life as being more important than someone who actually thinks that they're a random speck of dust effectively on a giant spinning ball hurtling through space only turned up here by random chance 
and the whole Earth was here really effectively by random chance, effectively, you know what I mean? We're just, we're in the Goldilocks zone. We're not too far away from the sun where we'd be too cold, but we're not too hot so we'd burn. We're in the Goldilocks zone. And there, there's millions of billions of stars out there, and some of them might have their own Goldilocks zones. And there could be intelligent life out there as well. So you see how people who do think that this realm that we're in, this so-called Earth system, is the only system. And we are the only people here. Those of us who see things that way might think of ourselves and our lives as being more important than those who believe in the, the random chance, big bang, speck of dust, ball, hurtling through space, infinite vastness, blah, blah, blah. I think there might be something to that. Just my opinion, folks. I'm giving you my opinion. I want your opinions as well in the comment section below or in the live stream chat, which I will go to again in just a moment. All right, so Detailed Fish writes in reply... Have you seen The Truman Show or The Matrix? I think those movies do a good job at demonstrating how people in power can gain benefit for themselves when people have false beliefs about their reality and do not truly understand where where they are. The main characters are more easily exploited because they do not realize the truth about what's going on. I tend to agree, detailed finish. Architect underscore says, In the Truman Show, they're producing a TV show. In the Matrix, they're harvesting energy and using people as batteries. How would this concept of exploitation apply to Flat Earth? And then the conversation continues. So once again, folks, I can't go through all of them. But if you find this interesting, just go to the thread. It's in the info box below. You can go and check out the entire comment chain and even leave your own comments or questions as well and interact with these lovely people who are conspiracy no poll. Yeah, yeah, boy. Now, Pichu64 says... You can't have a fake alien invasion if we're in an enclosed system, right? Which I get the point that Pitcher's making, and I tend to agree with their basic point, which is, hey, if they convince us as an outer space, they can convince us that some intelligent advanced creatures from that place, the skies above us, they're here to cause problems. We better do what they say, right? So I can see what he's saying. However, you could have a fake alien invasion from aliens that just live on an on a piece of land that nobody knows about. Now, I'm not saying I believe that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying, in theory, they could pull off a fake alien invasion just with creatures that are not from the land that we know. I think they could still do that if they wanted to. But I get Pichu's main point, and I happen to agree with it. All right, so there's lots of replies there, folks. We're going to come back and read through some more in just a moment. But first, we need to go and check out what's being said in the live stream chat. We've got about 70 people watching live all around the world. Every week, we've had a few more than the week before. And my hope is that in a few weeks, we'll crack the magic 100, which is the number that we used to get back on the old live stream show a couple of years ago. Because the more people that we have watching live, the more comments we get in the live stream chat, and hopefully, the more interesting comments and questions. Speaking of which, I've got to read some more of these comments and questions right now. Let's go and take a look. And then I might have myself a little bottle of water. Yes, indeed. Let's have a look here. Oshinama is in the room. I, that's EYE, says, what do you all think about chemtrails versus contrails? That's a very good question, I. We might come back and take a closer look at that one in a future piece. That's a very contentious topic in this corner of the internet. Infinite Plane Society, Tim Osmond says, there's a good body of evidence suggesting Rivers Cuomo is actually Kurt Cobain. He even did an interview admitting it, albeit jokingly, with Rick Rubin. Now, I did not know that, folks. I didn't even know this was a theory. Now, I don't know who Rivers Cuomo is, but I know the surname Cuomo. There's a politician named Cuomo, isn't there, in America? Is Rivers Cuomo related to 
Uh, what's the other guy's name? Help me out here, folks. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know who Rivers Cuomo is. Why don't we go and investigate who is Rivers Cuomo? Let's take a look at this one right now. Yeah, yeah, boy. Research on the fly. Rivers Cuomo. Okay, I misspelled that, but they'll fix that up with the search. Yes, I did mean Rivers Cuomo. Thank you very much. He's an American musician. He is the... This is from Wikipedia, folks. Let me zoom in for those of you watching live all around the world. Rivers Cuomo, born June 13, 1970, is an American musician. He's a lead vocalist, guitarist, pianist, and songwriter of the rock band Weezer. Well, I did not know that. So some people are saying that this fella is actually Kurt Cobain. How about that? Hmm. What if we were to Google Rivers Cuomo? Keep misspelling it, don't I? Kurt Cobain. Let's see what happens, folks. Now, the first, the top result, according to my Googles, at least for me, when I'm logged in as John LeBon, is a Reddit thread, believe it or not. Now, it's not one of my threads, as far as I know. Not from Conspiracy No Poll. I'd be surprised if it were. It's actually from the Weezer subreddit. Well, well, well. And it was published two years ago. Let's just zoom in, take a look at this one. I'll read it out to you, those of you who are listening on MP3 all around the world on delay. Somebody two years ago on the Weezer subreddit has created a thread which says, and they've used a lot of, what do you call this, um, you know, the formatting, the larger font. It says, Kurt Cobain is either Rivers Cuomo or he faith his death and knew he would ghostwrite Red. First off, Cobain is not dead. Not one of those crime scene photos have any blood anywhere in caps lock. How do you shoot yourself in the head and leave no blood anywhere at all whatsoever? I'm thinking he faked it, became a ghostwriter, or crazily, as I always thought Cromo conspiracy was bullcrap, I am actually starting to think he might have actually become Rivers Cuomo. Now, this was posted by somebody who calls themselves What in the Hellio. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't posted by our main man, Tim Osman, with a Z from the Infinite Plane Society. He's very big into his person X's person Y theories. So this person continues, listen very closely to gallons of rubbing alcohol flowing through the strip. The entire song is a giveaway. Well, this is very interesting. I'm going to put the old star thing on that. Might come back and check this out later, because this fits in very well with the most popular theory on Conspiracy No Power right now, Kurt Cobain Conspiracies. But I haven't seen this particular one posted in that thread yet. Although, to be fair, I haven't double-checked that in the last uh, few hours, so it might have popped up there since. But that is very interesting. There you go. All right, so I've got a message on my Discord. Just give me a second here, folks. Just want to make sure there's no one telling me that my audio is cut out. Because I'm, of course, in the JLB Discord room. So if you're on the JLB Discord, feel free to come and jump in and join me on the show. My plan is to start streaming these through the Conspiracy No Poll Discord. There's a separate Discord for that. My plan is going forward to stream through there. And anybody on that Discord can come and join me for these live shows. And then hopefully if they do that, I can say to them, hey... What was your favorite thread this week on Conspiracy No Poll? Then they can say, well, it was this or it was that. Then I can say, oh, yeah, what do you think about that? And we can just chat, me, another person, two people, three people, however many people turn up, we can just talk about No Poll ideas on the live stream chat. Is my hope going forward. But for now, I am streaming both through YouTube and live on the JLB Discord. So if you're on that Discord, feel free to come and jump in and tell me, is Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer of Weezer, actually Kurt Cobain as a different uh, person? How about that? Goodness gracious me. Alrighty, now let's carry on with the live stream chat comments. Where were they? Where was I? I've lost my space. Now there it is. 
Thank you, Tim Osmond with a Z, for that particular theory. Unico in the live stream chat says that the menstrual cycle sync is partly true. I used to sync with my friends in high school, but not all the times. It's easy to explain. All months don't have the same length, and menstruations are not punctual. They sometimes happen early or late due to a different thing. Well, Unico, I'm not disputing... Firstly, thank you for sharing that anecdotal information. I'm not disputing what you're saying. However, the idea of a sync, I would have thought, is that they remain in sync. If it starts going off sync, then how do you know they were ever synced to begin with and it wasn't just a coincidence of the timing? I hope you get the question I'm trying to put to you. By the way, folks, I, I'm still very open to the idea of the menstrual sync. Very open to it. Up until a few days ago, I believed it. I just had never looked into it. It had never been relevant to me in any way. So I just sort of heard that story from my friend at high school and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And that was it. That was as far as I looked into it. And I was a complete normie back then. And then I'd never even thought to look into it until just recently. And then I thought, hold on, let me look into that. And then I found out the official story is that it's not true. It's not true. So I'm still open-minded to it. So thank you for the anecdotal report. And I hope that my question to you makes sense. Alrighty, Ryan the 11th says, I think the search engines might be flooded with menstrual sinking debunking because th- uh, virus theory debunkers often use that as an example of resonance. See now, Ryan the 11th, now you're talking my language. Because when I found the official story is debunking menstrual sinking, I thought, okay, what's the evidence? Turns out they've done a bunch of studies, and most of the studies apparently come back with uh, no, they find no evidence that the sinking thing is real. And then I was like, okay, sometimes scientific studies are legitimate, okay? I don't think they're all necessarily fake. Some of them are clearly fake, but they don't have to be. And I generally like the idea of the scientific method in the sense of, hey, here is our hypothesis, okay? We've come up with an experiment to test our hypothesis. This is going to be our material, or this is going to be our data set. This is going to be our method. Here is the uh, data that made it into the study. Here's what didn't make it into the study for this reason. Here is the regression analysis that we ran. Or here, here is how we took that information and tried to make sense of it. And here's our conclusion, right? Like, I like that idea. And I think that sometimes people in academia do actually do that. And so when I looked at this idea that they'd done studies and they found no evidence of the sinking, I was like, well, that's fair enough. But then I thought, hold on a second. I can't just accept this on face value. What if there's an agenda behind it? And I thought, much like your thinking, Ryan the 11th, what if the fact that people like me would use that, the sinking of... I mean, that's a part of a woman's body. That's, in theory, if this is true... That is her body reacting to somebody else's body, but not through viruses. Okay, so that is uh, an expression or a physical, you can't call it an ailment. I mean, it's a natural part of the human body, but you know what I'm trying to say. That is the human body doing something differently to what it would have done because another human body nearby it is also doing that thing, which is similar to, not the same mechanism, of course, but it's similar to the idea of humans yawning or humans getting the quote-unquote flu and they think, oh, that's because invisible body visiting demons are spreading from one to the other. Yeah, maybe. I don't think so. Could it be that if you live with someone and their body has decided there's enough toxic shit in my body for now, time to run a fever, time to vomit, time to sweat, time to get the, uh, the old running number twos or whatever the case might be, these symptoms that we call illness or the flu or whatever, being the body's way of cleansing itself, what if when we live with someone whose body has decided to do that, our body says, you know what, 
time for a cleanse as well. Now, I'm not saying that that is the case. I don't know. I'm saying I'm open-minded to it. So, if someone like me might use a menstrual sink as evidence that the human bodies do this, I can see why there might be a vested interest in certain people coming along and saying, oh no, but women's bodies don't do that. That's a hoax, that's a myth, that's an old wives' tale, which it might be. But then I get these anecdotal reports from people saying, no, it is true. When I lived with my, um, my friends during college or whatever, we synced up or blah, blah, blah. So I remain very much open-minded to the different possibilities here. I find the whole conversation very interesting for a whole number of reasons. So that being said, let's carry on with the conversation. Alrighty. Lots of different comments. Guys, I can't... I'm doing my best to read as many comments as I can, but I can't read them all, so please forgive me if I do miss your comment. Twitwit says, I'm not sure theories can go too far. No one is being forced into listing, oh, sorry, listening to people theorizing or speculating. Yeah, I get your point, Twitwit. I get your point. In saying that, though, don't you think there are some people who they start going on about certain ideas where you think, bro, there's, uh, you know, how can I put it to you like this? There are some people and they'll present you an idea and then they'll present evidence and logic and it all seems reasonable. And they'll do this once, twice, several times. And you think, yeah, this guy, I like the way this guy thinks. I, I generally tend to agree with his general thrust about things. But then he'll come out with this theory and you'll be like, but that one doesn't have the evidence or the logic. That's just, you know, like, what are you doing here? You know what I'm trying to say? And it makes you, like, it makes you question, hold on, what's really going on here? Surely this has happened to you, Twitwit, where someone has seemed fairly convincing in terms of they're actually trying to get to the bottom of things. They're looking for evidence. They're reevaluating what they think they know. They, um, they seem to be serious about trying to get to the bottom of things. But then they come out with something you're like, but what's your evidence for that? And it's crap. Has that not happened to you, Twitwit? Really? Please let me know in the comment section. In the live stream chat, yeah, yeah. Alright. What else have we got in there? Battery79 says Glow Birth is the biggest psyop. Well, that's a fair uh, take on things. How about the history though? You know, we're told that humans have been here for thousands of years and that a couple of thousand years ago there were ancient Egyptians, ancient Romans, ancient Greeks building all these structures, some of which still exist to this day and burying some of their people in sarcophaguses and all this kind of stuff. Even even nailing men to crosses. What we do like they they just nailed them to a cross. They're like, we don't even like it anymore, bro, we're gonna nail you to this cross. Come on, bro, we don't have to be that seems a bit no, nope, we're gonna do it. Get here, we're gonna nail you to this cross. People believe this is all true, you see. What if none of that's true? What if there are no primary sources for what we call history that go back more than a couple hundred years? Would that be a bigger psyop or a bigger hoax than the shape of the earth? I think you could make a case either way. I'm probably a little bit biased because of the history hoax being something that I feel like I've done more work on than, than most people. Whereas there's lots of people who've shown the problems with the spinning ball earth. I'm not the only one. You could argue that the Cavendish experiment is the Achilles heel of the spinning ball earth. So you could argue, if you were so inclined, that I've kind of done more to debunk the spinning ball earth than anybody else ever. You could make that case if you wanted to. But lots of people have done good work on that topic. But the history hoax, not many people have done good work on that topic. Not many people. In fact, all the people who've done good work on that topic, they're members of JohnLeBond.com. There's like half a dozen of us, maybe a dozen, who've written papers on this or written articles about this. Most people have done no history hoax work at all. They can't be the man. They say, oh, but JLB, I, I bought books by Velikovsky. I bought books by Fomenko. And it's like, yeah, so what? <laughs> oh, well, Fomenko, he, you know, 
he's, he's shown that the problems with history. Yeah, what has he shown? What's, what's Fomenko's story? That history is real, just a few hundred years have been fabricated? That's his story? That has, that's completely different to what I'm doing. They're not similar at all. So stop with this nonsense. And fortunately, I have to say, I've gotten a lot less of that nonsense than I did back in the beginning. Back in 2017, 18, when I was releasing my history host material, making videos, doing live streams, trying to share these ideas with people. I got a lot of people saying to me, Oh, but JLB, Fomenko. Fomenko. You've got to read Fomenko. And I'm like, well, firstly, you haven't read Fomenko for a start. Okay. And secondly, even if you have read Fomenko, then you should know that he doesn't say history is fake. He just says that some of it is fake, but the majority of it going back thousands of years is real. So that's not history hoax. That's, that's um, history fan fiction is what that is. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If people enjoy that, then God love you, God bless you. That's totally cool. I'm just saying that's not history hoax. Not even close. So don't get me started. Thank you very much. Alrighty. So many comments in the live stream chat. Can't read them all, but I'll try my best. Linda Curtis says, I synced up with my daughters, but we were super close. Now they are grown and in another city. So you see, we've had a few different people in the live stream chat give their anecdotal reports that they did sync up with their family, with their friends or what have you. So this is very interesting to me, folks. Thank you to all of you leaving those anecdotal reports. I don't know what to make of this. I can't make heads or tails. I would not be the least bit surprised if the sinking thing is real, after all. Then again, I'm also open to, well, maybe that did happen with the people giving us their anecdotal reports, but that's still such a small sample size. It doesn't compete with the larger studies that look at thousands of different things, or maybe some people might think they've synced up, but actually it's kind of coincidental. I'm very open-minded, folks. Very open-minded. I think it could be real. could be a hoax. could be partly real, partly a hoax. I don't know what to make of it. Very interesting, though. Very interesting. And thank you once again to all the people leaving their anecdotal reports. Alrighty, let's go back to the live. Not the live. Let's go to the comments that were left on the Conspiracy No Pod. You know what, guys? We're running out of time. All right. We've got 20 minutes left before I have to wrap it up. And I wanted to show you something. So I'll read a couple more of the answers. Let's go through just the next few top replies. I mean, like I said, there's hundreds of... We can't get through all of them. So the Lizard Queen says that the germ theory stuff on this sub, Conspiracy No Poll, is a bridge too far. So there's lots of people on Conspiracy No Poll who think that germ theory is either a hoax or it is uh, deceptive, doesn't tell the full story, etc. So Lizard Queen says they think that that is a bridge too far. Very interesting. There's a whole bunch of replies to that person, but I don't have time to go through that. Internaut says, I like nuance when it comes to specifics in life, but when it comes to the grand scheme of things, it's clear to me that we're in hell and everything that isn't kindness and love is serving hell and not us. So you can see some of the replies, not just in this thread, but many of them on Conspiracy No Pole get rather existential. Very philosophical indeed. So if you're into that kind of stuff, because there's that person's left their reply, then they've got one, two, they've got three replies just to their reply. And I would read them now, but we're really uh, already over time. Dildozer says, 20 years ago, it was the forced inoculation conspiracy. I always thought it was so dumb when it was brought up on conspiracy radio. So what I think they're suggesting is that 20 years ago, they thought the idea of so-called inoculations being, you know, what's the word, uh, basically, not... Force is a very strong word, but look at the pressure that was put on people over the last year or two. This person 20 years ago thought that was too far. That's just that's just conspiratard fear prone. But now they can see that actually it kind of, to some people, seems like that actually has come to pass. Very interesting. Quite a lot of replies to that one as well. The next one. 
So what I'm reading is the main replies to the OP, not the replies to the replies. The next one comes to, because we're out of time, basically. The next one comes to us from Wrong Nex Maximus. For me, the Q believers are idiots, and anything they discuss would have me rethinking my views. Unfortunately, there is some overlap between conspiracy reality and the Q beliefs. Flat Earth, Mars, Super Soldiers, Hollow Moon are a few too far. A Rubicon as such. Lots of replies to that reply. The next major reply says, The Warren Commission was not a conspiracy to confuse and deflect the attention of the American people and ensure the truth would be revealed. Grok the Fenords says, Basically anything that would require every scientist on the planet to be in on it for it to not become common knowledge, Flat Earth is the big one, obviously. Now, I think I left a reply to them. I think I did. But we don't really have time to... Let me just quickly check. Did I really reply to that? I think I did. I think the point that I made to them, whether I can find my reply to them or not, because there's too many replies, the point I made to them is, why would the scientists all have to be, quote-unquote, in on it? The the so-called scientists simply regurgitate what they're told to believe. That's all they're doing. So they do their usual 12 or 13 years of school, when you're, whether you call it elementary and high school or primary, secondary, middle, whatever. You get to 17 or 18, depending on what country you live in, and then you can go on to university or to college. And there you can study science for three years or for four years. Again, it depends where you live. But the point is, all you're doing is spending more time being indoctrinated. That's all. And so that person then goes out into uh, academia, into the, the working world, what have you, and they believe what they've been taught. Why shouldn't they believe it? They've, been, they've spent more time being taught this stuff than the average person. So they're not in on it. They, I believe most of them are quite sincere when they believe, when they say that they think we live on a giant spinning ball. They're, they're not lying. It's, like it's not like they go to... I mean, what, what kind of ridiculous idea is this? What, you think they go to university and they get brought into a little... When it's graduation day, before they put those square hats on their head, they're taken into a smoky room and they're told, all right, all of you science graduates, especially you physics majors, listen up. It's flat. It's a flat earth. But now that you've finished your degree, we can tell you the real truth. It's flat, all right? But you've got to keep it just between us, all right? So enjoy your graduation. Enjoy your parties tonight. Don't drive drunk. Make sure you use protection. Don't think it's stupid. Enjoy the rest of your lives. And keep our little secret, okay? And then what? They spend the rest of their lives in on it? Is that what people think? It is so absurd. Is that what people... Like, what... It's just, in, it's just incredible, yeah, that any intelligent person could think that that is what's being suggested here. No, no, no. What is being suggested is that these people are indoctrinated and they fully believe the crap they're saying. Now, people come back to me and they say, oh, but JLB, science is peer-reviewed, and so there's got to be peers reviewing this. And I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Do you even know how the so-called peer review process works? Seriously, guys, I'm, I'm serious, you can try this. You're not going to win any debates with normies. But if you're sick of someone's nonsense, just come back with, and it doesn't work on the internet because they can just go on Google and then just post a link. That's what all they'll ever do. But if a real life person says to you, huh, what about the peer review process? Ask them, do you know how the peer review process works? Most of them don't. Most of them don't. If they did, they wouldn't be using that as evidence to support their stories. Some people seem to have this idea in their heads that someone comes up with an idea and then all the scientists around the world are like, oh, we're going to work to debunk that idea and if we can't debunk it, then it becomes science. That's not the peer review. It doesn't work that way. Okay, people, what they do is they submit their articles or their, their latest so-called research to a journal and the university pays money to the journal to publish it. And then that journal will either use anonymous 
peers, which is often the case, sometimes they'll name the peers. It'll be one or two people. And their job isn't to go and recreate the experiments. It's just to read through the supposed um, piece, the supposed paper, make sure it's not completely ridiculous, then it can be published. And even then, sometimes ridiculous things do get published, which has been done, has been documented. People have done this just to demonstrate how ridiculous the whole process is. So there have been people who have actually gotten intentionally ridiculous uh, so-called science published despite it going through the so-called peer review process. Okay? It's quite incredible. So no, not all the scientists have to be in on it. Quite the opposite. They fully believe the nonsense that they're spouting, and why wouldn't they? They spent years and years being indoctrinated with this utter nonsense. And now they think they're really smart. God to love them, God bless them. Goodness gracious me. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of comments, folks. I mean, I don't want to read this one because it might get us in trouble with YouTube, but people saying that the <clears throat> events didn't happen. As someone who has visited the things, this is quite difficult to read. Well, if you visited a place that claims that millions of people died there, it must be real. It must be. Goodness gracious me. All right. But guys, make sure you join that free jubby mailing list. Link in the info box below, just in case I get kiboshed. You never know when you're going to be kiboshed, folks. Join the free jubby mailing list and I can let you know where to find my new channel or my new work if and when I get kiboshed by YouTube for talking about things which you're not supposed to talk about. Although I think I've done a pretty good job of not talking about the the really controversial stuff today. I think I've done a good job. I think so. Now, we've got more to talk about, folks. Keep your live stream chat comments and questions coming through. This is what I wanted to talk about. Because what I thought was going to happen, and I was wrong. I am wrong sometimes. I thought one of the top replies in that thread that we were just looking at on Conspiracy No Poll was going to be the war hoax. I thought someone was going to say the, the theory that's going too far, a bridge too far, is the war hoax. But that didn't seem to happen. Mercifully. Gratefully. I'm very happy about it. I don't know why. It didn't happen. But I have had people say this to me in the past, that it's going too far. So without further ado, let's play a few clips you might find interesting. Now, I know some people don't like Fox News or the mainstream media or Tucker Carlson. Hey, I'm with you. I generally don't pay attention to them. But I saw a little clip that I found rather interesting, and I'm sure you will as well. Let's take a look at this. I've even fast-forwarded through to the section that matters. So as you all know, there's a horrible war going on in Ukraine right now, and my heart goes out to the families because thousands of people have died and thousands of people have gotten hurt. So goes the story, as you guys all know. And apparently, sleepy Joe Biden made a little a visit to Ukraine to go and tell them that he's bringing a whole bag of goodies. He's like Santa Claus in February. He's like, guys, I've come with artillery, I've come with tanks, I've come with half a billion dollars. And yeah, that's what happened. But something interesting happened while Sleepy Joe was in town. Let's take a look at this. This comes to us from... Guys, I know it's from Fox News. Don't get mad at me. Just hear me out. I'm not saying that this is real. The con It'll all become more clear as we go through this. Let's just take a look at this. This is old mate Tucker Carlson talking about Sleepy Joe visiting... What's his name? Zelensky in Ukraine. And he said better work. ...landed in Kiev today to promote another world war. Why? Oh, let me just, of his enemies. Let me just, I'll just scroll back 10 seconds here, folks. So it's about to cut into the section that's most relevant here. And I hope you can, there it is. I've just turned up the volume. I hope you can hear this. If you can't hear it clearly on the, on the live stream, I apologize for that. But I do uh, use an equalizer on the MP3 version. So on the MP3 version, this should be nice and clear, even if it's too soft for those of you watching uh, the live stream. But I'm doing my best here, folks. Let's take a look at this. This is Tucker Carlson. Let's take a look. Is it going to work? Come on now. The internet, folks. Do I have to refresh the screen? I'll do it. I'll refresh. 
And I think I might do it. All right, let's do it. Let's refresh. We need to go to four minutes and 50 seconds is what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, boy. Your man JLB has got you taken care of. Who watches this nonsense just so that you don't have to, folks? It's JLB. That's right. Saving you the trouble of watching 12 minutes of Tucker Carlson nonsense just so we get the one minute that we want to see. All right, there we go. Yep, come on now. Hey, good. you know what, Tucker? I'm going to give you another few seconds. Here we go. All right. Welcome to Tucker we're Carlson. Say happy Monday. Yeah, we're cooking. People used to All tell right, you that Donald Biden is drawn to. Check this out. Biden landed in Kiev today to promote another world war. Watch. Note the air raid sirens in the background. What's strange is that there didn't seem to be any air raids in Kiev this morning. We checked. There were just air raid sirens at precisely the moment that Joe Biden appeared for a photo op. Even CNN's reporters on the ground in Kiev know that they've been in the city for the past five days and didn't hear any bombs or missile strikes or any sirens until the moment that Biden walked out for the cameras. I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens. No excuses to offer you. I was meant to go and buy a uh, large Ethernet cable connected to my Wi-Fi router upstairs. Maybe like a 10, 15 meter cable, something like that. Because the router's upstairs and I'm down here in the lounge room. That's what I was meant to do two weeks ago and I just haven't done it. So I've got no excuses. What I do have is my handy dandy backup internet. So I could have fixed that problem straight away, which I tried to. But then my OBS streaming software refused to reconnect the stream. So, yes, this was kind of the internet, but it's actually more than that. It was also the software. So I've got a lot of uh, cobwebs to blow out here, folks. It's going to take me a long time to get back into the swing of things. So let me know, folks, in the live stream chat. Can you hear me again? And when did I get cut off? What was the last thing that you heard? Was it Naira? Because I was actually pretty, I thought it was pretty funny, the Naira thing. I was giving my thoughts, my little interjections in between her sentences in her little uh, speech there. So can you hear me, folks, or are we off? Are we, are we disconnected? We might be disconnected, folks. I might be talking to myself. I might be talking to myself. Chat, can you hear me again? Oh, no, we're back. Folks, can you hear me? Let me know. What a disaster. Well, it's probably for the best, actually. Two hours is a good time for these streams. Now, I did want to talk about Naira. Then I wanted to talk about the fact that nobody was... No one got in trouble for that load of nonsense. Nobody got in trouble for weapons of mass destruction. And when I mentioned this to my normie friend, my normie acquaintance, my normie interlocutor, perhaps is more accurate, uh, some days ago, down at the old wa local watering hole, while he was drinking his alcohol-free beer and I was drinking my bottle of water, I said to him, well, I mentioned to him, the weapons of mass destruction. I said, was it a conspiracy theory that there were no weapons of mass destruction when we were being told that there were? And it's hard for me to convey to you how the conversation went and all of his different uh, body language and facial expressions, but I could see that he was, that he could see the point that I was making and he didn't instantly react against it. And he even said, it might have taken a few moments. Well, actually, yeah, right, that would have been a conspiracy theory, and it has been proven to be true. And I was like, yeah. And I was very impressed by that, because it's rare for normies to have that... Like, normally they would just argue for the sake of arguing, you know what I'm trying to say? But but it, he seems to get the point I was making. No one got in trouble for the weapons of mass destruction lie, 
anybody who called it a lie at the time would have been called a conspiracy theory, but it's since been proven to be correct. So if they can get away with lies of that magnitude, how do we know they're not doing it right now? And should we really be shouting down the conspiracy theorists? And that seems to make sense to him. Now, is he going to go away and do any research of his own? Of course not. Is he even going to wake up? Of course not. Is he necessarily even going to remember that conversation next time I see him? It's possible that he won't. But I did find that noteworthy enough to share with you guys here on the Conspiracy Note Power Review number five that one response that I've been able to give to the, oh, are you a conspiracy theory? To that kind of question is, well, you tell me, was it a conspiracy theory that there were no weapons of mass destruction? I'm going to try that one again. I, don't, I generally don't talk about conspiracy with the normies, but every now and then they'll bring them up with me. Next time they do, I'll be like, well, you tell me. If I think that weapons of mass destruction were a hoax, does that make me a conspiracy theorist? No. Would I have been a conspiracy theorist had I said that back in 2007-8? Maybe, yes. You tell me. Did anybody get in trouble for those lies? Did that require a bunch of people to be in on it? That's the general path I might take next time. Or maybe next time I'll say, conspiracy theory? No way. I believe whatever the TV tells me. And then sip my little water and go back to the football match. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. But if I do go down the... Well, since you asked, if I go down that path, I might go with that angle. But folks, what I wanted to do was also read out the comments that were left on my uh, last two episodes. We've got a number of comments that were left on episode number four about alien balloons and episode number three, celebrity conspiracies. I'm going to come back and read out those comments and any comments that are left in reply to this episode on next episode. So let me just go through a couple of the live stream comment chat most of them have come back we got up to 70 at one point then the internet cut out or the stream cut out which i apologize for but most of them have come back cubstar said that it went off during fox news no not when i was talking about tucker are you saying it cut off when i was talking about tucker that was like ages ago bro i I talked about a whole bunch of other things after that please tell me it didn't go off when i was talking about tucker if that's the case i'll just come back and use the exact same videos that i was talking about when it turns out I was talking to nobody, I'll use those exact same videos and talk about that topic next week. No problem. No big deal. We've got plenty of time on our hands, folks. I'm planning to do 12 episodes for this season of the No Poll Review. So next week will be roughly the halfway mark. It'll be episode number six, won't it? And then there'll be another six episodes after that. And then after 12 episodes, we will review how the season has gone. Uh, do, we, do we need to make any changes to it? Is there a better format that we can follow, a better time and day that might suit people better? We'll look at different things. But we've still got at least another seven episodes to go in this season. So plenty of time to come back and talk about what I was meant to be talking about when the whole thing cut out. So we were talking about Conspiracy No Poll, the subreddit. I recommend you go and check it out. It is much better than the rest of Reddit. I know you've heard bad things about Reddit, and a lot of what you've heard is probably true. However, this subreddit is much better It is moderated much better than the other subreddits. The people who were there, most of them much better than the average person on Reddit. I recommend you go and check it out. That's Conspiracy No Poll subreddit. We looked at this particular thread with hundreds of replies. I only read out maybe a couple dozen of the replies. About 600 replies total to this particular thread talking about which conspiracy theory or what conspiracy theory is a bridge too far for you. I read some of your live stream chat comments on that topic. We spoke about this menstrual sinking hoax. We'll have to come back and talk about that in more detail in a future episode, I think. I was going to talk about Tucker Carlson, CNN, and all the different fakery that has been revealed already, and despite this, people still want to believe in war. Goodness gracious me. And that's about it. So, Conspiracy No Poll review number five. It has been 
February 21 slash February 22 of 2023. What a time to be alive. I'm John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Big thanks to all the people who come and leave their comments and questions in the live stream chat. Big thanks to all the people who leave their posts and their replies on Conspiracy No Poll. And a big thanks to all the people who leave their comments. Post facto, once they've listened to the MP3 version, I should have the MP3 version of this particular episode upline, unloaded by tomorrow. And we'll be back next week at 4pm Tuesday afternoon, US Eastern Standard Time, 11pm local time here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, 8 o'clock in the morning, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Wednesday morning. We'll come back and do it all again next week. I don't know what topic it'll be next week. I'll decide that on Tuesday next week. It could be any topic. It could be your topic. You might start a topic on Conspiracy No Poll, and we review your topic for this show next week. We'll see. And hopefully by next week, I've got this up and running so that we can run this from the No Poll Discord. And then anybody who's on that Discord, which is easy to join, free to join, can come and join me for the live stream show. But only come and join me if you want to give your opinion on things. Like I'll say to you, hey, today we're looking at Topic XYZ, what do you think about this? And then you give me your opinion and we bounce off each other. That's the idea. So maybe we'll do that by next week. I hope to get this all up and running by next week, but we'll see what happens. And I'll also buy a 15-meter Ethernet cable to try and make sure that this uh, router problem doesn't happen again. <clears throat> I hope to do that. I don't know if I will. I hope to do that. But I said that two weeks ago and I still haven't done it. I'm a very lazy man sometimes. I just forget to do things. And I'm like, oh, I was meant to go and do that. And I didn't do it. So thank you for your patience. Hope you enjoy this show. Leave your comments in the comment section below and I'll see you all next week and let's go out with something fun shall we let's go out with my mate Donald Rumsfeld um, there was constant discussion about him hiding out in caves and I think many times the American people have a perception that it's a little hole dug out of a side of a mountain oh no this is it this is a fortress yes a complex multi-tiered bedrooms and offices on the top as you can see secret exits on the side and the end and on the bottom Cut deep to avoid thermal detection. A ventilation system to allow people to breathe and to carry on. The entrance is large enough to drive trucks and even tanks. Even computer systems and telephone systems. It's a very sophisticated operation. Oh, you, you bet. bet. Yeah, this is serious business. And, and there's not one of those. There are many, there of, are those. many of those. Goodness gracious me. Ciao, ciao, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Da